Ah, bring that bass up, Jerry. Keep playing. Welcome back to another episode of BC Banter Podcast. Here's your host, Brett Ryder. Welcome, welcome to episode 22, BC Banter on the Heights, the weekly Boston College podcast. Hosted by myself, Brett Ryder, and Pete Collins. Uh, today we have a no agenda, uh, free free forum type of deal. Um, we have no written things down. We have no notes. We have no nothing. Um, we just wanted to open up the floor, have a dialogue, specifically on the going-ons with the basketball team and their kind of culmination of success lately. Um, so... You know, with that, I think we're just going to hop right into it. Uh, first, let's let's get a word from the sponsors. <laughs> let's do it. All righty. Agenda-free episode. We are here. We made it. No, no agenda, no nothing. Back to the roots. It's Pete and Brett, Brett and Pete. Here to talk, talk some smack, talk some crap, whatever, whatever the case may be. Big win over Wake Forest for the boys down in Winston Salem. Back to five hundred, dude. Great start. You just froze on me for a little bit right there, so I missed what you had just said. But I think you were reveling in our win. I certainly was, buddy. <laughs> Speak on that. I mean. That was electric. I I was pretty disappointed when the game started. Like going, I was at two to twelve, like in the first like ten minutes or what, or first couple of minutes of the game. And I was like, post this and starting. We're down ten. Here we go again. Uh, but man, was I wrong? I'm so glad I was wrong too. That was a a great performance. No Demar too. Yeah, illness, right? What post they mm-hmm. said didn't practice all week because he was sick. Speaking of, um, you can, you can tell I'm a little nasally. I'm sick too. I think it's just going around. It's just, just like the time of year. But yeah, no Demar post out all week, and then it was funny. Like you go down ten, and it's like, oh, post, you didn't practice and you're sick. All of a sudden, okay, go ahead and play the rest of the game now. Mm. <laughs> mm. How how sick and how much did practice really affect? I mean, as soon as you got down ten, post goes in and changes everything. Yeah, and then let me see here. It looks like okay, my microphone is on, so we are okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's an important uh, part of a podcast, right? Having your microphone be on. I, I would, I would hope so. But yeah, so I, I had basketball practice that night, and yeah. you know, I'm like checking my phone. Obviously, our group chat. You know, I was getting updates, but whatever the case may be. And what were they down nine at halftime? Six. What's it? Oh, six, yeah. six, nine, whatever. Under ten points. It was it was a close game at half. Although it felt like momentum on our side because of how badly mm-hmm. we started the game. You know, mm-hmm. felt like we were yeah. like inching our way closer to the lead. So I didn't have like a true gauge on it, but um, then I left, get back to my house, realized I didn't have any water, so I had to go to the grocery store grab <laughs> water. Um, the whole ride home, I had the phone, so. A little little tidbit for if you're ever listening in the car, uh, listening to it on the radio is so like that. It's just really it's like sounds muffled. Whereas if you go on the app and put it through the car, it's the same broadcast, but it just sounds a lot more clear. But um, so I usually do that. Yeah. But I had the ESPN app open, which I don't recommend this to anyone. Please don't (laughs) please don't drive and watch BC BC basketball. But uh. I was driving and I had it on my um whatchamacallit. I was I was yeah, driving on my phone, had the game on. So I was like listening to it slash like I would look down and when I pull up to my house, that's when I realized I didn't have water. So then I'm like driving to the grocery store and that's when they just started torching. I think they they hit like seven or eight shots in a row. 
and they went up big and I'm like at the grocery store, like a nut, right? Like I have my phone in my pocket with the volume up, which is like, I tweeted about it today. People with like their volume on in public, mad obnoxious. Right. But like, I, I did that shit. Um, I have like the water in my hand, my phone in my pocket that I can hear the game. And I'm like trying to like, listen, I'm like, oh, and, and I'm like, oh man, like they're starting to fade a little bit get back to my car, get back to my house. All of a sudden it's like six point game. Like, uh, we starting to fade here a little bit, uh, in the past, this is the type of team that would wilt and lose that game, especially on that bank three, like that would have oh. been, that's, that's the kiss of death in the past. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, two out of three games where they were, Kind of coughed up big leads like this in the FSU game, you know, obviously sandwiches around a beatdown of Virginia, but two games where they almost melt down. Um, I almost like that more. Kind of shows like their fight and their ability to close out games like this. Um, it's very impressive. So I was very happy to see that, honestly, especially the end. You know, it's down to what was it, a one point game? Wasn't it was- tied? When Makai hit the layup, yeah, but were they were they up four when when he hit that bank three, or was it three? Was that I think three that to was tie? The, that yeah, that was either the tie or yeah, I can't remember to be honest with you. But Makai definitely because we won by two, right? And so it was, yeah. Well, no, he definitely hit. And imagine they they imagine we're both just like dead wrong. No, <laughs> I they they did win by two. But, no, they won by two. Seventy-one, um, sixty-nine. Yeah, I I could have sworn that that three cut it to one, but me, I mean, I it makes sense that it would have been a tie. Either way, I mean, that's a moot point. That doesn't really matter. But that even even if it, even if they still were up by one, and he hit that three, like that's a backbreaking three, right? Like that's well, just because it hit the bank too, it like wasn't supposed to go in. He was out of control. He wasn't trying to bank the shot. You know, like, that's why it was a dagger, because it's like, oh, we played good defense on that possession and made some guy throw a wild three in the corner, and he banks it home for three. Mm -hmm. Like, you're exactly right. Like, these are the breaks that – these are the things that always don't go our way. And the reason why we lose or, like you said, going into the second half and you get smoked in the second half is the typical, but it was – Really nice to see us be the team that goes into halftime and overcomes the deficit and maintains mm-hmm. the lead and holds it on strong. I think there was, I just looked it up because we were talking about lead changes and stuff. The lead only changed three times. We got down big and then overcame the lead. So that means really only two times after that, after going mm-hmm. down, did the lead really change? We kind of just, once we got in control, stayed in control. So it was nice to see. That Wake Forest had a 15 game home winning streak too. <laughs> snapped they're 31 and 5 in the past two years at home they're only virginia had a good streak too going at home didn't didn't they like uh, against us well it might have been but i remember no. I, we've been snapping some streaks lately no we we beat them we beat them at our house i meant like because um Oh, 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 when we beat them, we beat them at home, mm-hmm. is what you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't remember what, what something from that. We snapped some sort of streak in that game or something like that. But we've been snapping streaks, streak snappers. I'm cool with it. No one snap our streak now, though. We got a three-game winner. We got a big game this weekend. Yo, but so something I've been thinking on, right? We won these last three games. Really impressive wins, too. Like, ones you you might not have expected to win and you come out victorious. But the two games before that, man, like not to be a Debbie Downer, but we got pantsed two (laughs) games in a row and then three games in a row come out looking like, you know, like serious contenders to put put a run together in the tournament. Like, what is this team? (laughs) Sometimes you get, you lose by 30 to NC State and sometimes you beat Virginia, the sixth ranked team. Like, are we getting overexcited at these three wins? Are we not consistent? Was that a flash in the pan, those two losses? Like, where where's your head at with all of that? Um, it's a good question, actually. I haven't really thought about it from that perspective. 
Because I've been I overjoyed think, with the three wins. I think they're coming together. Um, I, I mean, think about since we started recording, right? Or re-recording. Um, so, you know, the Louisville game, then they get blown out by Virginia. Then they beat Clemson. Then they lose to Syracuse. Um, so it's like that back and forth, back and forth. Then they beat Virginia Tech in Virginia Tech. Then they lose uh, decisively <laughs> to NC State and Pittsburgh. And then you have the this three-game winning streak. Um, I think that over the course of these 10 games is – I think that's a good – better sample size than if you look at you know the three wins in a row and the Mm -hmm. two blown out losses i think when you take it at face value of what it actually is it's what six and four um which is definitely what this team is capable of playing at that's kind of how i look at it at it i believe um so yeah i'm definitely very very intrigued by it Uh, i i think that you know, you're. I don't think they're all the way there to compete with these great teams um, on a nightly basis. You know, I don't think you're going to get the, those type of performances that they had against a Virginia and Wake Forest against all of these top teams like an NC State and Pittsburgh. I think you're going to get those flashes in the pans. And but at the same time, I don't think that their their seller or whatever you want to say their bottom is you know a thirty. 30 point blowout at home. So I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, what do you, what, it, what, what is kind of your takeaway from it then? I, this has been my conundrum the past day or so. What I've been thinking on is what, where is this team in my brain? Are they, mm. they've, they've surpassed last year's win total and just are better than last year at this point. Mm. Um, so they've progressed, but like just for a comp quality wins too. quality wins better quality right. wins um, yeah. on top of just yeah, yeah. more of them. But like, right. so, I mean, Pittsburgh team that killed us, they lost to Notre Dame, a team that we killed. So it's like, there's no like comp out there for like, Oh, if you play this team and do this, you know, this is probably what it would lead you to believe you would, you know, we've lost to teams that we beat. We beat teams that we've lost to before uh, by good margins. I just, there's no level of like, uh consistency like i can't draw i can't go back and look at results and then tell you that will help me guide my decision making or what i think will happen or guide a prediction moving forward just like any given night anything can happen it seems like with this team you're either going to get blown out by 30 maybe you have a close one and you lose or you just shock the world and be like anything can happen and i think that makes watching the game super exciting um obviously i'm not excited for a 30 point nc state blowout like we were there, our heads were hanging the whole time. Like, but at the same time, beating a number six ranked Virginia, like this Saturday is going to be nuts at the Conti. I mean, they haven't really, there, they haven't really been close games that they've lost, which is cool too. Like any game that's like fairly close, they've virtually won. So they're either winning or getting blown out, which <laughs> is fine by me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they win by two. You know, they they won. What Virginia? They kind of won by a good margin there, fifteen points, right? Mm -hmm. Seven points, or sorry, six points against Florida State. Then they got blown out twice. Mm -hmm. One by six. One by nine. That's another. That's another game they were up big and you know kind of had to hold on. But that's fine. You're gonna have basketball is a game of streaks, right? Like you you go you. 10-2 10-2 run, then it goes the other way. 8-4 eight, eight, run, you know what I mean? Like, it's a game of runs. So, like, if you're up 10 and then the other team goes on a run and then you, you're up 6, it's like, well, you, you kind of weathered them off. And Earl talked about it in the presser, post-game presser, where he was like, you guys, and he was talking about the media, like, you guys were highlighting the run we went on and how many points we scored on the run. He goes, what I look at on runs is how many points the other team scores. You know, like, if they haven't scored a point in 10 minutes, but we've only scored four that don't matter. Like he doesn't, he doesn't care. He just wants to stop the other team from scoring and knows our points will come as a result of playing good defense. And I a hundred percent agree. Our bread and butter is our defense, our transition, our, our blocks, our steals. 
Um, I would like to see us run more sets. And I thought that was something that they did really well. Again, uh, the last game they ran plays like actual plays, like there was post setting a pick Bickerstaff setting a pick and Makai running off those two picks to catch the ball off both of those double screens. And then to do something with it after that drive or shoot, whatever it may be. And it opened up a lot. Whereas before I just felt like they passed it, passed it, passed it until they got something that they liked. Um, so I really think the offense is coming together as far as like sets and formations and their defense is just gnarly lately. Um, so I- I'm excited to see. And, and who uh, Damar, when he was on with us, he was talking about the little, maybe Earl's keeping a little something back in the tank and, and releasing it on you. And I think it's the energy that he has his defense playing with. They've always been good, but these guys are just giving it a million percent on defense. Like it's clear defense is the focus of this team. And if we can stop other teams from scoring, we can win any game. Yeah. Especially when like your bread and butter is not your offense. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, at some point in the season, I feel like Earl sat down. I was like, all right, guys, we clearly aren't like a high score and high flying offense. So like, what are we good at? What can we focus on and how can we make that? something that translates to W's that's been and that that's been his, I think that this has been like his vision coming in here is that's how he wanted. That's how he wanted to mold the program and build it in his, in his, you know, view was, was like a gritty defensive team, right? Like gritty, not pretty. Like that's like their whole, their whole mantra. Oh yeah. And like, and like you're saying, like, you know, the, the points will come. So I don't think that it's like a big a big concern for them, which like I'm fine with. Um, they're not. It's it's still entertaining, right? It's a lot more entertaining than it was a month ago. So, you know, if you're gonna be a defensive, um, you know, brutish type team, okay, then lean into that and do that. You know, you can still. And then <laughs> when you when you are banging threes and stuff like that, like it makes it all the more exciting. So we're like, oh, we don't see many of those. Yeah, we were seven for thirteen last game shooting three. We're, we're mm. kind of just we're taking better shots, I think, as a result of uh, the 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 stout defense being played on the other end. It's like when when mm. we're on the offensive end, we need to make it count, so we can't just chuck up a million threes. Although seven for thirteen, nor, that's a good shooting percentage. Nor should they. No, they're just not. I mean, who do you want shooting a ton of threes on your team? Like, I can't think of a like one player where I'm like, oh yeah, that get that guy and have him shoot yeah, the threes. They you don't know? have a vo- they don't have like a volume uh, three point shooter. No, maybe yeah. next year. That's the hope. I feel like part like that's a key part of a basketball team is just having a, a shooter. Mm. Spread the floor out. Like, if this guy gets the ball with any space, he you know he's shooting it. So you have to play tight defense on him. Right now, they can kind of slack off of almost anybody because they can just create the distance and, and get in their face. I was looking at yesterday. I'll pull it up now. I don't believe that the guys that they're bringing in next year are necessarily like, you know, I don't think that there's a potential that there's going to be someone like that. But let me see. I know one of them's a forward. Let me just double check before I make myself look dumb and we end up having like some six, four shooting guard on the team too. Yeah. Just uh, some I guess, guys money. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause that dude, Jaden Hastings, like he's, he's six, nine. That dude's big. He's six, nine. That's some good size. This kid, Fred Payne, he's actually undersized. He's like six, one, which is like our size, but still uh, for like a guard. I think anything over six feet, as long as you got skills. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's not a knock on him. I just, I just want, I just want some tall kid that can just bang threes. Hopefully, um, Kelly develops his three point shot. He's a he's tall, isn't he? For a guard, a ball handling guard. Let's find out right now. Let's do it. Take you on a uh, do you want to do you want to do you want to take a do you want to take a guess as to what his height is six nine Chas Kelly yeah six no dude six five yeah I thought he was way taller than than like the normal number six five is pretty average but I mean if you think about it for a second 
Six five is is pretty freaking That's tall. tall. That, I yeah, knew he was because he's because he pretty much plays the one. I call it the one and a half, right? Like he doesn't play the three. Like he plays no. the one or the two, right? Like they like to have him bring the ball up. I feel when Jay Z's on the bench, and other than when Jay Z's on the court, they kind of move him a little bit more off ball. But so he's the one and a half in my opinion. Six five. That's a two or a three. Yeah. That he could he play wing at. I mean, what is Prince? Six seven. So he's two inches shorter than Prince. Which I was I was surprised that I thought Prince was six nine. Like when you said I figured you confused him, but yeah. No, no, I I I, I said six, six nine, nine because I knew he was tall, but I I mean obviously he's not six nine, he's six five, but then Prince being six, yeah, so like he's he's tall. I mean, dude, anyone anyone over six three is tall to us, I feel like. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Post then again. Feet. My little my little brother is like five eight. Poor kid. Calls he calls himself a short king. So shout out all the short kings out there. I'm I'm six two, but I'm six three on Bumble. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on what shoes you wear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. And then that's the see. That's the one thing I'm. I'm gonna go into a quick little tangent, but um, please mute. I know we've extensively covered a little bit of my my dating my dating history on the show, and uh, it's popping, boys, boys and girls. It's popping out here. Uh, not really, but um, <laughs> one thing I've noticed is like I've never had the issue of like like height. You know what I mean? Um, like I've never had the I've never had the issue of having a girl be like, oh my god, like you're short or like. Like when I see girls on the app that are like five ten, five eleven, I'm like, word. I'm like, what? I'm I, my my go to message. Than to the, you. My talk, my go to message to all of them, and I get a good response out of it. Is I always say you can still wear heels on on dates, and they they get a kick out of it. But um, yep. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, because one of my home girls, her her biggest qualm. I mean, she's like she's kind she's kind of tall too. She's like five seven for a girl. That's pretty tall. But uh, she's always like, oh, like, I don't know. Is this guy short? I'm like, damn, are you being like, you know, whatever the word, whatever the word is against negatively against uh, short people. But she's like, yeah, like, it's real. Like, you know, she's like, well, what do you? And I'm like, damn, that 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 kind of sucks, dude. Like there's some there's some poor like 5A bastard out there who just like cannot who cannot date a girl, you know, over over five, six, you know, dude, I saw bed. I saw a hilarious TikTok that was on this and the interviewer walks up to this kid and goes, are you insecure about your height? <laughs> and like the kid just got immediately insecure <laughs> and was like, no, well, why would you ask that type of question? You know, like, and I was just thinking in my head, like if you asked, you know, either one of us, are you insecure about your height? I'm like, dude, I'm six feet tall. Like I, I don't care about my height. Like I, it literally never, ever crossed my wow. mind if my Never. height was a good height or not like i don't know it's fine like i'm yeah. taller than most people i can reach thing on yeah. the top shelf and like yeah. you said like you're taller than the other people you might date so that that usually works out in your favor yeah. um yeah. but yeah no i just thought it was funny <laughs> are you insecure about your height no what, what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> like I, I i think short king is a perfect term dude like rock rock whatever you got man that's it that's it. Vertically challenged, whatever the I like case it. may be. <laughs> Fun sized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's not for me to decide. It's not for me to hate on. You know what I mean? Like you might be vertical, you might be fun sized, but like I got a big ass belly. So like who am I to judge anybody on their body? You know what I mean? We out here, we out we we out here rocking salt, we out here at solid sixes out here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no big deal, baby. Literally. Sixes, but but we 15 and 15, so I don't give a fuck dude dude i texted this girl the other night she's like oh how was your night i'm like i'm like dude we're we're, we're 500 dude. everything's good over here baby <laughs> like we we cool you know what i mean she's like oh if you see one yeah i was about to say if she responds and knows what the 500 is that you gotta put a ring on it immediately she knew what the bc she knew about it she's cool yeah i dig yeah you know what i mean she's like oh that's fucking awesome you know i think she was just um I don't want to say pleasuring me because that sounds super like sexual, but what's the word? Humoring me. Appeasing. Yeah. She was, she was, she was pleasuring me. No, she was <laughs> just humoring me. And you know, I think, I think a lot of them do that. Um, especially dude, one time, this will be my last thing. And then, and then, cause I know the listeners don't give a fuck about my dating life, but dude, one time. So 
I'm talking to this girl, whatever. And she, she, what did she say? She said something about, about like, uh, oh, she was talking about like one of those uh, dating shows, like the bachelor or whatever. Um, she's, she's like trying, you know, she's a little, little, like, you know, not embarrassed, but at the same time, she kind of was like to tell, you know, she's like, oh yeah, I, I really like it. Like I watch it every week. And I was like, you don't ever have to be embarrassed about saying you like something like that. I've been rooting for a basketball team that hasn't had a winning record since 09. Like it's all good. Like no judgment here, dude. Like she started laughing her ass off. It was mad funny. <laughs> right. Like who cares that you like? Yeah. I personally won't be watching those shows, but hey, to yeah. each their own, right? I bet she wouldn't be watching BC basketball on a Wednesday night at 7 p.m. either. So, hey. She cute though, dude. I'd watch that show with her. I can't, I, I I base that off like who I'm who I'm gonna date. Like if I'm like, would I watch some like shitty ass like that's an equation reality right show with something? If I would, then like I'm interested in you. Tom girls, I'm like, I don't got like nah, like I'm not humoring, I'm not humoring this nonsense. Like so- so next time we have a dating update from Brett, I'm going to ask you, would you watch The Bachelor with her? Yes or no? And that will be our gauge. That's a good, yeah, yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good, uh, yeah, it's a great gauge. I mean, hey, it's a bloodbath out here, buddy. <laughs> stay, stay, stay in a relationship, dude. To, to, to you and all the listeners out there and anyone else with loved ones, if you're on like the fence or whatever, like figure it the fuck out with whoever you're with, boy, girl, or whatever the case is, like. Dude, figure it out with them. Like, you don't want to be on these apps. Like, it's it's nutty out here, dude. Like, you'll be talking to a girl, right? Like, I promise this really is the last thing. <laughs> I'm opening up a huge can of worms. But, like, dude, you'll be, like, talking to a girl. And either, like, she'll just go completely dark on you. And then you're sitting there and you're just like, what what happened? You know what I mean? But it's Was because it like everyone, everyone, yeah, everyone's swiping and liking and matching and all this other shit. Like, like, dude, I'll be talking to a girl and like while I'm texting with her, I'm like still swiping on. <laughs> <laughs> it's savage. I, I've I've been in a relationship for years now, but like I remember the like you would just sit there and not even look and just fire through them, and then yeah. later after the fact, go back and and see if if you were actually interested or not. Like, it's like a kind of sad the way it is i'm i like the old-fashioned style of, of just bumping into somebody having a good conversation and, and then having it click from there but that's I'm just too much of a wuss to do that dude dude yeah. i took a girl i took a i took a girl to the notre dame game buddy the note wait what what the notre dame basketball game oh i was, I was like gonna this, say i thought we went like to the football January. game yeah you're talking basketball yeah, I took her to the game. She she wasn't the one, dude. It was it was great too. Cause I'm like I'm like, cause I I try not to be on my phone when I'm with a girl. I told her though, I'm like, yo, I gotta get some content, so don't mind me. <laughs> we got <laughs> we got like a hundred at the time. I was like, we got like a hundred fifty followers on the Instagram. Gotta get this out on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tag you. Give us a follow. Needless to say, like at the end of the night, BC won that game too. But yeah. um, she sent me a text when I got home thanking me. I said, uh, I had a great time too. I said, uh, let's, uh, we should do it again. We should do it again soon, maybe next week. And neither one of us hit, hit the other one up ever again. So shout out to you out there. Uh, that's That ain't ghosting. Uh, ghosting is when a girl or you hit a girl up or a girl hits you up and there's no response. I don't condone that. If there's any, anyone out here ghosting people, figure your fucking life out, dude. That shit ain't right. Don't be doing that shit. It's rude as fuck. We're, we're adults out here. Like ghosting. Yeah. We, we're not for the ghosting, dude. Not at all. Like no counselors. Yeah. Be an adult, communicate, be direct. Shout out, shout out all my single people out there. We out here doing this together. Uh, <laughs> Find me on the app, baby. Anyways, all right, we're we're really moving on now. Um, so Saturday, I mean, dude, this is like the biggest game that they've had in, in at least five years. So five, 
definitely five years because that's the last time they had a winning record but like dude this game just this game means something right like this is a chance to go 500 in the acc this is a chance to finish the season with a winning record you just lost the main in unh and you have the opportunity to have a winning record at the end of the year dude they went six and five in out of conference six and five that's not good and they're they have an opportunity and i'm not going to say they will but i'm just saying they have a chance and a very good chance to finish the season with more wins than losses that is fucking incredible that is amazing you wouldn't have you wouldn't have guessed after starting six and five that they would have ever had a chance to be in this position so just the fact that they're in this position is exhilarating i mean it's a it's a big game because if we win and some other things happen we could potentially move ourselves up to the nine seed i believe that math is correct mm. but if we if we don't we're, we're at the 10 seed you know even if we win and some other things don't happen we could still be at the 10 seed so i believe when when and you're the nine seed regardless i thought that you need a cuse loss so accuse loss, I I believe the way that I the, the way I was understanding it. Keep keep talking and I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I think if if the Eagles win and Syracuse loses to Wake Forest, we would get the nine seed, but we wouldn't if that didn't happen. Um but yeah, no, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but just the you know, it's a it's a big game, but I think the big games start whether it's either Tuesday or Wednesday of the tournament. So, like Syracuse is nine and ten, and they're tied with us. So if they lose and we win, we're above yeah. them. Wake Forest is ten and nine. So if they lose, they'd be ten and ten, and we'd be ten and ten. And I believe that we would get we would have the opportunity as long as Virginia wins and went and takes the number one seed that we would get the. Uh, we would get the tiebreaker because doesn't so, Juice play Wake Forest, right? So whoever right. whoever wins that game, um, so we're bit we have a very good opportunity to get bumped up. Regardless. But we need we that game matters to us, right? Like we need because if Wake Forest wins that game, don't they get the nine seed? No, let me let me say this again. Sorry, no, you're good. You're good. So Wake Forest is ten and nine, right? Ten and nine, yeah. Syracuse is nine and 10. So let's say that Syracuse wins that game. And so all three of us are 10 and 10 and we win. Right. So that means that all three of us. So that means Syracuse wins the tie, uh, wins the tiebreaker over us. And then I believe that we win the tiebreaker over Wake Forest. Yep. We do. And, and then, so if Wake Forest wins, you know, they're the eight seed automatically, no questions asked. Syracuse is uh nine and eleven, and then where if we're ten and ten, then we move above them just based off record. So I believe that regardless of that outcome, as long as we win, and I believe if Virginia, I think Virginia just maybe if the caveat might be that if Virginia has to win and Miami has to lose, I'm not really sure how that Hold up, tiebreaker though. shakes down. Say Cuse wins. Cuse has the tiebreaker over us, right? So if we win and Cuse wins, then we tied and they have the tiebreaker. And do I got that right? Uh, no, because so, okay. So right now, Wake Forest is the eight seed, right? Syracuse is the nine seed. We're the 10 seed. If Cuse wins, they would move up to the eighth seed, right? Yeah. And then the ninth and 10th seed would come down to Wake Forest and BC. And we would take the uh, whatever over Wake Forest. The so yeah. theoretically, Syracuse right now is in the nine. So if they lose, BC would switch with them and go into the nine. So if Syracuse wins, they would move past Wake Forest into Mm -hmm. the eight. Wake Forest would bump down to the 10. So Wake Forest can either stay at eight or if they lose, they have the potential to go down to 10. So if that makes more sense, that's how it would shake out. 
And 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 Haas said it a couple weeks ago. We need to avoid playing on Tuesday. So anything to get this win on Saturday and move us into the nine seed, if things shake out the way that we want them to, uh, that would be that'd be awesome. Because back to back, I mean, that's tough. To back to back. Yeah, I mean, dude, they've been doing it for the past ten years. I know. <laughs> it hasn't done them any favors. So, yeah, anything, anything to, I mean, and not even. From the perspective of like them going on this miraculous run and winning, but like that itself is such a morale boost there just to know that like they're not in that, you know, bottom, the bottom five, like that, that's something, right? Dude, like that, It's more than something, something. With, the, with the new building with Earl going into year three and having or coming off of like, I feel like it's like stepping stones, right? Year one, year two, like you're growing the program. And now you're, now you can go to people and be like, wait, we're 500 in the ACC and we were over 500 overall. And we had some injuries that really, we would have been way better than that. Like you can pitch this way easier than let's what, we're a program. What's the biggest, what, what's your, what's your biggest selling point? Cause I know what mine is. What do you mean? Like if you're, if I'm Earl Grant and I'm pitching into a yeah, new person, like what's, like, what's, what's the one, what, what's your, what's your top thing that you're, that you're, that you're saying? Cause I, I, I know exactly what I'm going to say. Hmm. Let me think for a second. My aspect, I'll tell you mine. So yeah, what ahead. I'm saying is we have an identity. We know, we know what our identity is. Yeah. And I mean, my, think that you can fit into that. My first thought was Earl Grant is, and when Damar talked about it, he wants gritty people. He wants people who go 110%. He wants people who are all in, who are team players. He knows the type, he knows the type of player he wants. Right. And so he's only he get them. He's only talking to a certain type of player. It's kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of a uh, second week in a row. We compare him to Bill Belichick in a way, but like Belichick doesn't even go talk to people he's not interested in unless he's trying to scout them. Right. Like he's mm-hmm. got some sort of crafty viewpoint, but like, He's not going to look at people who can't play two positions on defense. He's not talking to certain people just because they don't even qualify. And I feel like Earl has that same, he has like a standard, you know, if you're, you know, if you're not, do you know who, do you know who it reminds and not to cut you up, but do you know who this reminds me of even more Al Skinner? Yeah. Al Skinner did the same thing. Al Skinner had a certain, certain way, right? He ran the flex offense. He wanted people that maybe weren't the most athletically gifted, but could actually work cohesively within an offense who were good rebounders, who were good passers. He had his shooters, but like he had a specific type of player he was looking for. And those teams, that's why those teams are so successful. Like they had it, they had their identity. They ran the flex offense. They were tough. They were physical. They banged okay. with people, dude. To your that's point, like now when, team. when he talks to people, uh, potential recruits, Earl can say, look at look at these games that we won against these top teams last year and look how we played. And can't you imagine yourself playing that same way in a mm-hmm. game like that? You mm-hmm. know, because you're gonna have to replace a Makai, the defensive wizard. You know, how are you gonna, you know, you talk to some recruit, like, couldn't you see yourself in a year, two, being that guy on our team, being the defensive heart of our team? It, and, and there's lots of hearts of our defensive team right now. Like Jay Z is ridiculous. Posts to block a game. Makai stealing everything. So like Dude, he he can start pitching that. You know what is you know what's also huge, which is which should not be lost, is the fact that he, like they're gonna retain these players too. They're not like I was a little bit nervous that if they had another clunker this year, that like Prince or whoever else were just gonna be like, "Dude, fuck yeah. this." I'm going Providence, dude. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> not only think- am I not trying to rebuild, but like we, this is this is this is not going to work. What's that up? that that brought me to like a thought I had. I jotted it down before you you logged on. Like people are all like post, please stay. Post, please stay. That's one of the players we really need to stay to be mm. successful mm. next year. And like, I kept thinking like, he's not going to leave to go to another college. Like he's not, I don't think he would transfer to go to like a nah, bigger he'd go school. Pro. He'd go pro. And like, I don't think he's polished enough yet for the NBA. Like he's polished enough for like overseas or some, you know, some other professional status of basketball player. Yeah. But I hope that he sits around and goes, man, if I was to be healthy all year next year in my fifth year, in my fifth year, that I could I could make I could be an NBA basketball player. He's a seven footer mm. that can shoot, rebound, and block. Mm. I haven't had one of those in a long time. 
and like seven footers in the NBA, like Taco Fall made it through the NBA just because he was huge, you know? And Dude, like, no Taco Fall disrespect on this podcast. No, I mean, I have a Taco Fall t-shirt. <laughs> I love Taco Fall, but, I'm, but you get my point though. Like if you're just a huge person, you kind of yeah. like get a shot. Yeah. See if you work out. And if you don't, you're like, hey, there's only like 15 of you seven footers out there. So like, we're going to take a shot on you. And I think if Post was to come back, play a fifth year, be as clean as he is this year, work on his whining, you know, work on his like maturity as a, as a player. So that NBA teams go, you're mature, you're a seven footer and you can ball, like come, come join us. Second round pick, whatever, you know, get on an NBA team somewhere, play in the G league, whatever it is. But I think post won't leave because he needs to polish himself in his fifth year. But it kind of brings up the proposal. Like Makai's gone. If post was to leave too, this program takes a huge hit. Well, bro, I love the fact that they got this whole NIL club that they're uh, doing too. <laughs> I love how they did it after they beat Virginia too, and they all Perfect tweeted time. it out. <laughs> but um, because money talks, right? So like in the past, it's like if you have the opportunity to go make, I don't, I don't know how much. Like, do you? Dude, have they're getting like a hundred bucks a month for like lunch. No, um. I'm talking about like four, four, uh, like foreign uh, leagues. Like, do you know how much oh, like a pro oh, basketball oh. player makes? No. Like, do they make six figures? They, I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, professional, just, what, what's like even the Google search for that? Professional basketball player, non NBA, or like uh, overseas, my overseas dude? salaries. You're gonna get a bunch of like army shit. Uh, basketball salaries, so overseas see. Dude, basketball my, salaries by country. Twenty twenty. My thing is, is like it's oh. like, dude, if you're if you're looking at if you're looking at like a nice cushy six figure thing to play who you know in Lithuania or something, or hear come back are. here and get a hundred dollar stipend, I would do that. But yeah, let's hear. All right, so China basketball league average salary for players. That's a good one. One to three million average that's the average salary range for players is one to three mil a year the euro league is 500k to 800k spain's 250 to 500k turkey 250 to 475 russia's got one okay 200k to 450 italy 150 to 350 premier league yeah so like i mean that's good money but at the same time if you can go to the nba you you know one to three million that's totally doable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking like if you have the opportunity to go to go do that as opposed to come back for a year, that's pretty appetizing. But when you're talking about this potential NIL, um, you know, maybe that yeah. changes the conversation. But this hundred dollar lunch lunch stipend or whatever, is that just what they normally get? Or is that I think they're working the NIL? I think they're working on getting that through the NIL or something like a food stipend for the, for these guys. So that that's it. So it's a hundred dollars a week. I don't know if it's a week, if it's a, what it, what it is like, how much, if it's a per diem, I can't imagine. Like yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you have to start somewhere and if you're relying yeah. totally on donations and you have to think it's not just for the big three, it's not just for their starters. They have a whole roster of people that they, that, that they're going to take care of as a result. So like, Dude, those bench players already got three hundred dollar New Bound sneakers, dude. They're good. They should just give take them money that. to Prince. Yeah, like, you have a jersey. Dude, this is going to Prince. Nobody else can get a jersey with their name on it besides you. Yeah. So, like, consider yourself like lucky. <laughs> you get a warm up jacket. You're good. Nobody else has this, so it's exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Actually, get the fuck off the team too. You're taking off the scholarship with someone who got, might actually contribute to the squad. I know I was sorting stats the other day and uh, there's like, you know, like how like people will get into the game for like two minutes. Well, they're throwing off my, my stats. Like I'll, cause they'll play one minute and score. And it's like, Oh, you score like, you know, per 40 minutes, you score like 50 points a game. I'm like, geez, get off my statistics, please. Mm. They annoy me twofold. But one of the I statistics I if... sorted, sorry, go ahead. I got a, I got a weird statistic for you when we're done, when you're done. I wonder if Jonathan Noel is related to Nerlens Noel. Does anyone know that? Can anyone confirm or deny? Because they're both from Everett. I know that uh, 
So there's a dude, Jim Noel, who was like the safety for BC back, back in like 2012. And that's Nerland's Noel's brother. So a they family all, connection there. Are they all related, dog? Like, what's going on here? I need to know this. I certainly can't help she you. Hit, with hit that me with your stat, though. <laughs> oh, so ready? Hit me, hit me with your stat, though. All right. So I sorted um some advanced stats out and i was like this defense is gnarly like how gnarly is it and obviously you have your starting five but you have your main components of the starting five are makai jay-z and post even defensively and offensively no matter how you slice it both sides of the ball they're your big three defense in these percentages i'm about to read off or the amount uh or the percentage that that this will occur so for steals Makai has a 3% chance on every possession that he's going to get a steal. And he has a 2.7% chance of getting a block on every possession. So if you add them together, 3 plus 2.7, 5.7% chance on every possession of getting either a steal or a block. Did you have to use a calculator for that? To, to add? Um, yeah. Honestly, once it once it got to like multiple numbers, I was totally whipping out the calculator. But I was like, I think I can do two numbers at a time. But once it got to three, I was like, F that. I'm not carrying a one. I got yeah. no time to carry a one. Uh, Jay-Z, 2.8% of the time steal, 0.6 blocks. So he's at 3.4. Post, half of the percent, and then 4.3 for blocks. So once you total up the big three, 6.3% of the time they get steals and 7.6% of the time they get blocks. So 13.9% of possessions end in one of those three getting a steal or a block. If you add in Prince and Bickerstaff started the season and now you got Glock starting more in the second half of the season. So, but I did it with Bickerstaff because he has better numbers for this argument. Mm. So it fitted my, it fitted my agenda. So I put him in there. Uh, Bickerstaff 2.9% of the time gets a steal. And this is all ACC play. I just sorted out if it's not ACC play, because you know, I want the real deal. And then 2.3% for blocks. So if you total the big, which side note, I like how you can do that. Yeah. Because like, I don't want to know yeah, how they like against that. Maine, you know, and Prince wasn't in. I mean, sorry, yeah. Post and Prince weren't playing. I don't know. It's just different. I want their ACC play yeah. is the important part to me. I feel like. No, the, I, no, I totally agree. That was like preseason. I feel like that record needs to just get totally removed and just focused on ACC play. But whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a conversation for another day. If you were to take yeah. the big three and Prince and Bickerstaff, so the starting five, the most common starting five. 21.8% of the time, a possession ends in a block or a steal. That's a fifth. That's over yeah. a fifth of the time we either steal or block the ball. Fuck yeah. Sorry, mom. <laughs> You're allowed to swear. I know. I I, I try to not, not swear too much because I know my mom and my dad like to listen. So I try not to... I try not to hit too many cuss bombs on, on here. That's respect. You know, but speaking for, of respect, pe- people have to put respect on on this defense if they're gonna yank it from you a, a fifth of the time, twenty one point eight percent of the time. I mean, other teams need to look at this stat and start game planning around our defense now, which is I think it's coming for, together, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really excited about this defense. If you can't tell, that's I mean, I don't even want to talk about the offense because it just doesn't matter if you can steal mm. the ball a whole bunch. If you're stealing the ball 13.9% of the time as one of the three main players, like that's a lot because you're going to figure they're not always on the court. I think only two people last game, two people scored like 18 out of 24 of the field goals. Like they're just isolating and shutting people down on the defensive side of the ball. Hmm. That's freaking bananas, man. By the way, uh, based off you, or uh per 40 <laughs> do you know who has the um where is it i just i just freaking had it too sorry continue with your thing and then i'll, I'll give you this goof, goofy stat i know that, that off anyways my that, bad no you didn't cut me off actually that was good timing that that was it the big three 13.9 percent of the time either block or a steal and then if you add in prince and bickerstaff it goes up to 21 percent of the time you can add and again acc play only I think you were about to ask me who's the person who like it was popping up. It was Andrew Kenny. I think Andrew Kenny kept popping up in the statistics. Dude, I wanted to say it. 
wait, did I get the answer to the question that I didn't even know was asked to me yet? Yeah. What the I mean, freak, dude. I'm, Come I'll on, bro. Myself. I'll be happy with myself that I answered. I wanted. To, I wanted to. I wanted to give a nice little goofy stat. The, the <laughs> well, I don't even. Point, know. I didn't even give the stat though. I just he's the guy. <laughs> the top points per forty minutes, dude. Andrew An, Andrew Kenny, twenty six point seven points a game. <laughs> <laughs> Man's a goddamn sniper, bro. Yeah, I mean, he's got six minutes played, and and he's just the beast. Three. I guess that's a, that you sorted it by conference, right? I think he's got six yeah. minutes played if you all, all season long. Yeah. He's got three games played. Yeah, he's got he's got three minutes in conference, man. I don't even dude, it's that's funny, man. I like don't even know who the hell this is. I mean, like I, I can we I have an know. Andrew Kenny moment, please? Let's let's I recognize the name. Yeah. So my man Andrew Kenny. He's from Seattle, Washington. Went to Choate Rosemary Hall High School. He's six six. Man, my man got length. Let's get him yeah. on the court, dude. Can he do Play. anything? Where's number twenty three? Freshman year, he played in six games. So we got a little burn. Seven point <laughs> two minutes a game. <laughs> uh, then the the following year, which was the COVID year, he yeah he got you know yeah neuroscience nine Smart games guy. nine games. Neuroscience, huh? Yeah. My man, my man, about to be a doctor. Is that is yep. that is that what they would do? Maybe some brain, some brain things. Couldn't tell you that Andrew can tell you. Sorry, Andrew, Andrew Kenny, man. I'm I'm excited, dude. You know what, man? Like senior day. Uh, you know, we're celebrating the seniors. This is Andrew Kenny. This is your moment, dog. Like this is this is about you. I I I'm kind of excited to get get some of these um guys off this roster though like you know they're they're always welcome back they're always welcome to to show up show out you know what i mean show support but like come on man like quinn pemberton like i mean you know come on dude i think he he, he got one more year so I'll, I'll hold off on him he can get a shine next year uh who else we got on on uh no noel 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 i don't know something like that uh yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of random people on this uh, team. Um, we'll see. We will see. But yeah, so I mean, let's let, let's let's put a bow on this, right? So we got um, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech this weekend. That's gonna be fun. Uh, this is, by the way, people. This is my final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final <laughs> um, thoughts. I mean, this is this is what it's all about, right? Like you want to play play games that actually matter to where you're not just watching a game because you like a team and they're garbage and you're like hating yourself watching it. Like you actually want, you know, to be supporting a team that's going somewhere. Um even if they weren't going for a winning record, um, I would be enjoying this because I'm starting to see the vision. Uh, you know, we talked about it with football all the time, right? Like what, what's the vision? What, what's the trajectory here? Like what's going on? Like, what are you, what are you seeing for this team? Uh, with the basketball team, you, I, I can see it. It's starting to materialize a little bit. So I'm very excited about that. You know, that makes me, uh, all the more, uh, engaged in it. Uh, and, and, and it makes it all worth it, right? Like I've been watching for the past couple of years and it's just same thing over and over and over again. Losses pile up, blowout losses, random goofy wins, uh, stupid losses to the mains and the Hartfords and all this other crap. And so it, it's starting to pay off to where you're actually feeling good about it. Um, like I said, first meaningful basketball in five years. Um, you know, and be before that, when was the last time before that? 2009, 2011, maybe. So, you know, some meaningful basketball again. You're going into the last, um, last game of the year, and it actually it means something, right? Like you're, it it means something for the standings, for the potential buy. You know, to get ten wins in the ACC. I don't have it in front of me. Don't remember when the last time that was to actually finish the season regular season over 500. Um, and now you're talking, we talked about DeMar, right? Like when DeMar was talking about postseason, you know, at the time it's like postseason, post, you know, we're talking postseason, like, um, postseason, you win, you win this weekend, you go 16 and 15, 
you know, hopefully you win two games in the ACC tournament. So you go two and one. Next thing you know, what do you look? What what are we at? Eight, 18 and eighteen and sixteen. You talking our current record? So we'd be sixteen and fifteen if we win Saturday, right? Yep. And then if we say we go. Let's just say we go two and one for this argument, right? Okay. So that'd be that'd be eighteen and sixteen. Eighteen and sixteen. That could be nit. I'm not saying it's going to be. That could be. That's that's an that's an it area. Um. So even if you don't make the nit, like you're in the conversation for the not the not invited tournament. That's okay. We like that. We like that around here. I'm happy with that. I'll take that. You know, especially when you looked at how dreary it all seems, and it's just like, oh man, like, are we even going to get the 13 wins this year? <laughs> We are 15. We have a chance at 16. We have a chance to go deep. We have a chance at a buy. Crazy. So I'm all aboard. I'm all, I'm ready. Um, I'm happy. That's all I got. Dude, so much more refreshing to watch this team than to watch the football team. I know you spoke on it earlier. It's just utterly rudderless football team that lost all mm-hmm. the time. And then you have like yeah. this basketball team that you can see has so much heart. And even when they yeah. weren't winning, you were like, yeah. come on, guys, get it. And when the football team was losing, I was like, you guys fucking suck. Not unlikable. Like, yeah, they just Yeah, sucked. you caught on. You caught on. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just like they were so bad and it was just so unenjoyable. And this team yeah. is so much more enjoyable and so much more fun to watch. So I 100% agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Just because we spoke on football and basketball, my final thought, I'll just speak on the other two teams. Hockey, ho- finishing up their season Friday, Saturday versus UConn. They can We're clinch to 23 for them. Yeah, but they can clinch home ice in the Hockey East if they win, uh, if they win, if they get one point over the final weekend. So they can finish sixth in the league. Oh, in, the, in, the fir- in the first round. Yeah. So, I mean, there's something to look, there's something, you know, positive to look forward at this weekend, get a point. That would be nice. And then, I mean, bird ball, huge baseball fan, but for both of us, and I know we're huge Sox fans and everything, but let's talk bird ball first. Yeah, no, do your thing. Bird ball, five and one to start the year. 39 runs in six games. Squad, 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 squad. For those listening, and not watching, Brett just popped on the popped on the BC bird ball hat with the with the tag still on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We fresh, Beanie, fresh purchase Beanie baby out here. Uh, we just you know we we trying to represent. Nice hat. Let's go. Continue on, most my friend. My bad. I just wanted. So to they got shut out. Opening. They got shut out opening day. They lost. Ooh. And have won. They won every single game since then. But even with Let's that go. shutout. They're six and a half runs a game. So if you mm. uh, once once they get back to Boston and, and the weather's better and they're playing around here, I don't know when their first game is around here, but whenever it is, I want to go. I want to see them go hit dingers. They got three people on their team with two dingers apiece already. And their starter, um, I think he's the starter, Chris Flynn, 12 scoreless innings, 17 strikeouts. To strike out 17 people in 12 innings is a lot. And then to be scoring six and a half runs, is a lot. I mean, they're putting up runs and striking people out. That I haven't been able to watch any of them, but I, I feel like watching mm. bird ball uh, will be a lot of fun this year. So get a point this weekend, hockey team, Saturday basketball team, take home the dub, get that nine seed, and bird ball keep hitting dingers. March March 22nd is their home opener. Putting it in the calendar as soon as we're done. There you go, Sacred Heart, buddy. Four Let's o'clock. All right. Be there or be uh, square. Right. And uh make sure you're at make sure you're at the forum on Saturday. Let's get loud. Let's get let's get over 500, baby. Let's 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 go. That's all I got. Let's let's do this. From me to you. Episode what is this 22, the Flutie episode? Deuce deuce. Trying to think if there's anyone else. I, I hate Rich Kelly. So, I mean, I just, I virtually just shouted him out, but this is not, so this is not the Rich Kelly episode. Not Rich Kelly episode. The Ben Eves episode. Uh, yeah. No, nah, it's the Doug Flutie episode. All right. For sure. um, in the books. In the books. All right. With that, let's, uh, let's have a safe, safe weekend and uh, go Eagles. Go Eagles.
roll eagles. Oh, I don't know what you 